Hey, Caitlin, what what are some things you're excited about in 2017? Oh, I'm excited that we're doing a bunch of more episodes with like better sounds and shit. Okay, that's pretty good, but you're, that's not what I was thinking. What about what what else? Oh, well, we're, we're also doing a live show like oh, in the summertime. Okay, all right. What else? I don't know. I'm. What am I doing wrong? Uh, the Twin Peaks re- revival is coming out on Showtime. Oh what, yeah, what, that's what, right. What, what, and you what? know why? Why I should have known that is because we have a podcast where we recap every episode yes. of Twin Peaks from the nineties. Yes. So you guys should uh, get caught up. Subscribe to There Will Be Drinking Recaps Twin Peaks or yeah, just go into iTunes and if you type in Drinking Twin Peaks or There Will Be Drinking or There Will Be Drinking Recaps or if you just type in Twin Peaks, we're like the fifteenth slot. <laughs> <laughs> Real popular. <laughs> We're super popular. So in that's the recapping why. Twin Peaks help, help us with that. Yeah. Rate, rate and subscribe. And if you don't have time to watch the show, we literally go through every element plus some. Yes. So it's really great. And and you know what? Enjoy this episode of our Mothership Podcast. Yep. Pie up your life, guys. Bye. There will be drinking. There will be drinking. There will be drinking and talking about stuff. <laughs> now. Hey guys. hey guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome to There Will Be Drinking, the pop culture podcast with a drinking problem. And you know what we're celebrating today? Uh, what are we celebrating, Meredith? This pod baby is a one years old today. Yeah. I love how you keep calling it a pod yeah. baby. It's I, Once I said it, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> like it's we, the pod baby of our mothership. Yeah. We birthed it. Um, with, from our podcast from our vaginas? Mo- from our mother aliens. Not from our podcast vaginas. We're mother aliens. Are you sure we don't have podcast vaginas? I feel like Pod- I have podcast alien vagina. I don't know what that looks like. Different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm but, cool with it. Anyway, this is where we watch movies and TV and whatever. And then we make cocktails based on what we watch and play a drinking game for every episode. Yep. And uh, so far, we've really loved it. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We, we got to serenade our pod, baby. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. I just doing my best Stevie Wonder impression. Also, you, you didn't you, nail you it. <laughs> I never do, but I go for it. You did go for it, though. Um, welcome, Jack. Uh, yeah, welcome to uh, the year anniversary of our podcast. Jack, why do you think that you're here on such a special day? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> in Christopher Nolan style, I was here at its inception. Oh, Dad! Listen, I'm going to start a tally right now. Of dad jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Let's well, now that we have Jack here, we have to start a dad joke tally. So there's one. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, so, well, first off, let's talk about the drink. Because y'all, you people who listen, y'all, the, you guys out there, you friends and y'all, families. Y'all. I always get confused. I'm like, if I say you guys, is that now? Oh, oh. Yeah, sorry. We oh. already finished. We were already like at the end of our cocktail. So. Yeah, we got to get a second round. Anyway, the drink that we have is... Um, uh, called the Continental, in <laughs> honor of our uh, uh, the movie that we watched this week, uh, John Wick Two. Uh, so the Continental, John Wick Chapter Two. Sorry, Chapter Two. <laughs> don't, um, don't forget that this is a this is a story that is going to go on the forever. Test, span the test of for, John for, Wick's career for forever. Or our, forever, ever, forever. I kind of hope it goes on forever. This is maybe my favorite thing in existence, like James Bond, but for the modern era. 
way better. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, maybe because I'm just not that much of a James Bond person, but I fucking love this series. <laughs> so what we're drinking today, the Continental is a spin on the Manhattan, which is very appropriate um, for this movie. It also has Blands in it, which uh, John Wick like. Loves does it, he loves drink himself. anything else? Does he even have water? Well, bourbon bourbon, bourbon is his Neat. drink, and every time we've seen him drink the drink, it he is Blanton's. Blanton's. So we this is a Blanton's based drink. It has two ounces of Blanton's bourbon. It has one ounce of uh, Carpano, which is a Italian vermouth, which is less harsh than a traditional vermouth that you would put in a Manhattan. Uh, it has a fourth of an ounce of Fernet, which is our little so little yummy. Italian additive. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Carpano too, but yeah, we got like yeah, it's like Carpano's Italian too, yeah. But Carpano's removed. We're, and we're an Italian. We're the Godfathers here. We're you know the oh. fucking Italian American. Oh. It yeah. sounds like you're putting oh. Mario and Luigi and Bourbon. The what Carpano? Yeah. Carpano and two of your and favorite Fernet Italians. Blanca. Two two of my favorite. Ooh, that's Who, a hard two question. of your favorite Italians? Mario, Luigi. Mario and Luigi. I get are the nine. joke. <laughs> I, I, you, I get the joke, Dad. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with better Italians than, um, than Japanese Game Boy characters. <laughs> I do. I mean, I do like Mario and Luigi, but I wouldn't say they're my favorite Italians. I mean, time. I feel like we could pick hotter. I mean, hotter I, Italians. I maybe. I mean, I mean, like uh, J Wow and What's Her Face might be better Italians than Mario and Luigi. They might be better, like heritage wise. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. Although they probably say mozzarella instead of mozzarella. <laughs> anyway, I have to is, finish is what's a, in this drink or people pet, aren't going to know. Is mozzarella a, a pet peeve for you? Yes, it's a serious pet peeve okay. for me. That's not how you say that word. Anyway, what did I end with? Fernet, which is how we got on this mm-hmm. tangent. Fernet and then um, a dash of bitters and then a brandied cherry. And you're going to stir it around like you would with any Manhattan and then pour it out. With and, ice. Uh, with, well, you start with the ice, but then you pour it out without the ice. Pencil optional. Pencil optional. Anyway, watch our video on Facebook. Yeah. That's all. Where we dance and do weird things. <clears throat> and, yeah, <laughs> threaten to kill Jack. Um, let's, let's dig into our guest. Let's answer some of these questions that we haven't heard like from him. This is our third Metaphorical, guest. right? He's our, our third okay. Our third time third, third, repeat three, three guest. Three-peat guest. And yet we still haven't asked you some really, really important questions. Because usually when we have you on, we're fucking hammered. Which we're well on our way to right now. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, let's <laughs> The tracks on this train are soon to display, diverge, and cross. Uh, and- let's start with our first question. What's your birth what story? What is your birth story? Ooh. It's right at the beginning. Okay. I, I was born late July, so it was a warm summer day in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, my exit from her womb into the world was around 12.52 p.m. That's a, that's a very nice time. It is, right? That's very considerate to a mom. That was very Came considerate. Out, it's not in the middle Walked of the right night. into the uh, cafeteria at the hospital, grabbed a ham sandwich. It was lunchtime. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, Give me I, a ham sandwich. I really don't know much. I was born at Moses Cone Hospital, uh, which is at the time was a, a small city hospital. It's now a part of a, a regional conglomerate. But um, uh, I was one of the last kids born at Moses Cone. I only know this because now all the kids in Greensboro are born at the women's hospital. 
Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, it's what, a, it's a hospital the... that deals specifically with the uh, medical issues uh, or, or medical procedures for women. Oh, okay. Okay. That yeah, makes so sense. like OBGYN stuff. Sure, sure, sure. You know, Got I it. say stuff because. Do you, you know, know how? Well, like a breast cancer center. I'm <laughs> breast sure. cancer stuff. <laughs> vagina stuff. <laughs> do you know? Um, do you know how long your mom was in labor for? Twenty some odd hours. Damn. Uh, Twenty on the on the lower side. Twenty one through four. Did, do you know? Was your dad there? Yeah, dad was there. He was hanging out. No, he was in the waiting room. It's very classic, like passing around cigars kind of thing. Oh, your dad passed around cigars. Yep. He, so he did not. Really so cute. he did not. Yeah, see you, it, he did not see you exit the vagina. Did not see me exit the vagina, as I know. But I think the cigars were "It's an asshole" instead of "It's a boys." Oh, yeah. so you come from a long line of men who it's make dad, dad joke jokes. Three. Okay, yes. <laughs> no, my dad does not have to structure a dad joke. He just is. He's just a living a dad joke. Dad, that is a joke, and I, I mean that in a loving way. My dad's not a joke, but he is a walking dad joke. Joke. Yeah. We we get it. Yeah. We understand. Joke like a machine. Yeah, my if brother just, in, in in who's. 13 months younger than me, so almost Irish twins. Um, good job, Dad. Self-control. But uh, my, <laughs> my, my brother was... My mom was in labor with my brother for like four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it happens. The second one comes out like a slip and slide. Well, especially like... <laughs> I guess. Especially when, you're not, especially when you're not that, that far That was removed. our favorite toy growing up. A slip and slide? Yeah. <laughs> well, but like also- the cheap Bobo... Walmart version, like right, right, plastic right. wrap. You mean like, like, um, like you catch a rock like on a your tarp. back and you just gotta... a tarp. Did you soap? Yeah, just a tarp. Did just you a plastic. Soap it up, oil it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you oh, that's, soap it up. Yeah. you gotta. You, soap oh, it up. you gotta soap it up. Gotta, <laughs> yeah. Speaking like true Southerners, <laughs> Dawn you gotta, soap. You gotta yeah. soap that. You don't up. even need water. You gotta soap it up. You lay down that tarp that's on true, the you lawn. You really don't need water. You gotta get the hose. A little water. Turn the hose on a little bit. If it's running too much, you tie the hose in a knot. That'll slow the pressure down. And then you just soap that up. Get a get a running speed. If you can dig a hole at the end, it gives you. <laughs> it makes like put the tarp over the hole. Makes a nice pool for you to like land in. It sounds disgusting. Redneck slip slap. <laughs> Red, Redneck Sunday. Red, I would be down for a Redneck Sunday. You sound like you're about to start selling me a heartburn medicine. What if, <laughs> what if we brought a giant slip and slide to Prospect Park? What do you think would happen? Uh, I think they'd start selling Red Bull around it and <laughs> high-fiving. <laughs> <laughs> um, since your birth story, mm-hmm. what have you been up to, Jack? <laughs> Tell uh, us about you. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> there's a boy. Um, that's weird. So, I don't know why I went down that route. I, me someone neither. give me a dad joke. Me neither. What, um, what did you do, do you with your see, life? Do you that's where you tell us. What do you need? A no, I've got plenty. <laughs> okay. Um, no, so uh, what I've been doing is uh, uh, planning out the um, the calendar for uh, a band that I manage. The band called the Gold Magnolias, and they're doing phenomenal things this year. Um, their fall tour is the current project that I'm working on now. Has them going from New York to uh, Austin uh, by way of North Carolina, Kansas City, and New Orleans, and then back. So that's what I've been working on recently. Hell and, yeah! Yeah. Can you? What kind of music is it? Uh, so they bill themselves as soul Southern soldiers. I would uh, cross it between um, Muddy Waters, James Brown, and Willie Nelson. Hi. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> I um, like that you hide that. Like, 
Definitely people high or drunk will have a good time really. Oh, yeah, of, definitely. Regardless, oh, like, regardless of your dancing. style. There's, yeah. there's the, the, the really composed and colorful lyrics, the, the colorful lyrics of, <clears throat> of Willie Nelson. And then there's that, like, I just want to listen to this shit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So can I plug them real yeah, quick? Yeah, you, you go for it. Yeah. yeah. Is that fine? So they're, they're playing at Our Wicked Lady. Mm-hmm. in Brooklyn on March 22nd, uh, playing with uh, two other uh, bands. It's a fantastic music series they do on Wednesdays called uh, the Wicked Wednesday Music Series. It's on March 22nd. The band goes on, the Gold Mags go on at 10, but there's two other bands starting at 8 o'clock. And then uh, they're uh, closing out a show on Friday at uh, Bowery Electric, Friday, April 14th. Um, Bowery has this really awesome dance party that starts at 11, so you can hear some really awesome, funky, soulful tunes, and then go dance your face off. Ooh, that does sound we nice. might be there for that in sports bras. Have some bourbon at oh. 10, and then a Red Bull vodka at 11.30. You was there with sports bras dancing her faces off, Mayor? I, I'm always down for that. We're into it. Um, all right, next next question. Are you ready for oh. this Yeah, one? I'm, I'm fine. Plug this, finished. This is our favorite one. Um, what's your sex pyramid? What's your sex pyramid, Jack? Ooh. You understand the concept of a sex pyramid, right? We've yeah, just... no, it's the most sturdy structure <laughs> of sexual beings. Yes. Oh, sorry. That is correct. Yeah, okay. That is, yes. yes. You may continue. How, who are you feeling? Uh, are you... There is a, the delightful and very talented Miss Anna Kendrick. Yeah, okay. oh, I mean, classic for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> there is uh, the incomparable Christina Hendricks. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, there's, definitely there's interesting. Like Dricks in the name. Yes. I wonder if you're gonna pull a, a hat trick on us. A, a Drick hat trick. Are you? Are you gonna go all out the the Tower of Chris's? <laughs> the tower, yeah. Okay. What's your third person? <laughs> um. So it's it's normally Anna, it's Christina, and then the third one. It's it's really hard to to nail down. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who's hot? You know who's really hot? <laughs> it's um when we were watching Nicolas Cage. The canon, uh, mm-hmm. the catalog that is, um, and the yes. National Treasure movies one and two. The blonde, the German who has a really poor American oh, accent. Oh, what is her name? Kruger. Kruger. Something. Diane Kruger. Diane Kruger. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. She's yeah. got yeah, she's two cute. redheads and a blonde. You got them all. You got them all. Yeah, I mean, you didn't Pokemon. get Pokemon. <laughs> you got all the white. Ver- you got all the white Wolf version. Um, what's our next? Mm, okay. Sex pyramid. Oh. Sex pyramid. Um. Chandler or Richard, Jack? Chandler. Just 100% Chandler <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you are Chandler. I am not. Okay. You're Joey. I'm not. Ch- Chandler had sex with maybe six no, Chandler women. Actu- no, Chandler actually has went on more dates than anybody in that show. No, but he admitted to oh, Monica that he had okay. sex with only six women before he... But uh, I feel like comedy-wise, you're, you're Chandler. And also, you you do kind of treat you do you love Caitlin like he loves Monica. You are Chan- You're more Chandler than Joey. I I believe it. I disagree. I definitely think he's more Joey than Chandler. That's fine. But that's my personal pin. <laughs> my personal pin pin. I do not share food, but I don't have the ability to um, declasp a bra with my eyes. But boy, you lo- <laughs> boy, you love a nap. <laughs> love a good nap. You love a I nap. I do not like to share food. No. <laughs> but I I wouldn't pick Rich. I can't grow a mustache, so fuck that guy. I w- well, 
sorry. It's fine. That was audible. <laughs> Um, I just love a creepy mustache. I fucking love it. I agree. I, I get it. The closer you get to seventies cop dad, the the more I'm. I understand good. for for your sitting pleasure. There should yeah. I get or it. also like if I'm a little bit like, am I afraid of you or am I attracted to you? Like, and I can't tell. I'm in. I'm <laughs> um. What is the question? Oh, what is your most Bill Murray moment? My most Bill Murray moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that comes to mind is, so you know the, 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 the somewhat legendary story of him and RZA going into a bar and bartending, Bill Murray. Yes, okay. yeah. And so, oh, yes. Uh, there was a, a period of time where I worked in radio and I was not on air except overnight, but for some reason this bar thought that I was a on-air personality, that I would do well at uh, hosting a bartending competition. Oh, shit. And so I'm standing on top of the bar while, like, straight cocktail Tom Cruise style, they're doing flair and pouring drinks at a, a, How old a poor man. 23, 4. Oh, 23, my God. Four. Why uh, are you in charge of something at that age? It was amazing. I was... <laughs> They gave me they gave me three hundred dollars worth of bar tab that I could give out as drinks or drink myself and they how, much, how much have you did you drink Wait, yourself? Where was oh, this not in, that much. Where was I, it, this yeah. was in North Carolina. Yeah, in Greensboro. So three hundred dollars in Greensboro. I mean that's that feeds that's a three hundred beers. That's feeds a, that feeds a bar. That is that is a week's worth of drinks. Jesus. Yeah. What two three weeks worth of drinks? Yes. It was great. I I enjoyed it. It was that's a lot of fun. awesome. Um, um, okay, are, are we ready? Hey. What? Hey, you. What? Yeah, do you guys know what time it is? Walk out on the field today. Ask yourself this question. What time is it? It's game time. Dun, we do that every time. I didn't we know do. that. Yeah, we love it. Um, we do that every time. And we also dance like that every did, time. It's almost a routine. Me? What do you mean? Yes, one of you asked me you. what time it was like months ago, and yeah, I said yeah, game yeah. time. That's I exactly feel where it came from. How long have we been doing it? <laughs> I only did a couple I think, months. I think we only started like in January. I think with the episode with Dave, maybe the episode before that. Yeah, we've been doing it for a couple months though. Yeah, no, we've been doing it. Most, um, all hi, this Dave. Year, at least. So hi, we, Dave. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so we have built um, a drinking game. Um, basically built around a conversation that the three of us have had in the past that has nothing to do with the movie, but is going to be a good time. And, and we'll, we suggest that you guys play it at home. Well, okay. And we also will, uh, this conversation was recorded and then created into a video. Yeah. So, so, so it's check well it out documented. Our- you can be in on the joke. Uh, we'll- the ultimate apocalypse question the ultimate apocalypse question uh yeah. right i maybe we should we should explain it a little bit and we also should explain how steve winwood got added a little bit yes. too okay. this is all based to the fact that one day jack was playing peter gabriel and i was like oh this is phil collins and he was like no it's peter gabriel and i was like they all sound the same and then it was a two-hour conversation about how i was just stuck on the idea that they sound the same and jack was like no they sound totally different you're really softening how mad I was. You yeah. were very mad. He was very <laughs> upset. And so this is probably a year long, which is very appropriate, but it's, it's a year long argument. Yeah. Um and then recently what was it this last weekend? The uh, our friend Jesse came over and we were talking about Miami. Shout out to Miami. I know that people in Miami listen to this. People, so yeah. We love you uh, cuz we're from there. 
but we were talking about Winwood Walls because she visited and when it's a very popular oh, yeah, photo. Right. Yeah, it, you know, and you may, I, I think you need to say it because yeah, I, I, mean, I don't I mean, even exactly just, remember. The only person I care about that went to Winwood, Winwood is Steve. Right. And we all just blankly we were are like, like, who is Steve? We don't understand. <laughs> and you went Steve Winwood Steve and we Winwood. all went. Who? Who? And, <laughs> and I, we added him to the group. And then, well, well, then you then played, I played two songs. Right. And we were like, that sounds like Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, and or Sting. Oh, so, mad. so So now, so, so that, with that all that round, set up, the, the name, I don't know what the name of this, the name of this game is Philly, Stevie, Petey, or Stingy. That's the name of this game. And basically, or also, with, you know, which one of the... <laughs> which one of these guys? Which one of these... The name of this game is which one of these guys? <laughs> so this game, um, basically Jack is going to play um, something, a song that is either Phil Collins, Sting, uh, Steve Winwood, or Peter Gabriel. And Meredith and I are going to make our perspective guesses. And if we're wrong, then we have to drink. So to set this up for you two. Or yeah. if we're right, he has to drink. Or yes. if we're bo- if one of us is right, he has to drink. That's right. And if both of you are right, I'll drink twice. <laughs> uh, to set this up, I have ten songs. Uh, they encompass uh, the timelines of the entire catalog for these four individuals. Wow, you really did work on this. Oh, I did some work. <laughs> oh, alrighty. Uh, there is Peter Gabriel. There is Phil Collins. There is Genesis. There is Steve Winwood, and there is Sting. That's Genesis. five things. No, Genesis is the wild card because you need to tell me: is it Genesis, Peter Gabriel, or Genesis, Phil Collins? Oh God, which one? I'm going to drink every time. Uh, we're going to start with something a little easy. Peter Gabriel. That is very easy for me. Sledgehammer. I love Caitlin. this song. I, love this song. I don't know what this song is. It's the most requested song on MTV. All right, let me listen to the chorus or the voice, maybe. I mean, I gave you the answer. Hang on. <laughs> I mean, I guess I want to go with your answer because you know more than I do, but I want to hear the voice first so I know that. I... And he speaks. You can have the Totally sounds like Phil Collins. The hundred percent sounds like Phil Collins. I'll drink one for Meredith. Caitlin drink. Can I answer? Can I answer first for the next one? I think I've heard that song once in my life. Was it on the soundtrack for Back to the Future? It's on my ultimate playlist. Oh, is it on the soundtrack for All Dogs Go to Heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Why that movie? I don't know. Okay, just play the next goddamn song so I can get drunk, please. The next song. I feel like I've heard this song before. Um, okay, I'm going to really, really pay attention to the voice. Because maybe... It's the 80s and then 80s. There was a lot of lead-in. <laughs> I like the lead There was a lot of lead-in. <laughs> okay, we no, it's fine. The hook didn't happen for like two hours in some songs. Okay. Oh. Wait. That's Phil Collins, right? <laughs> Meredith? I'll second that. Nope. This is Mr. Peter Gabriel. (laughs) God damn it. Both of you drink. (laughs) Play the next one. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. What are they again? Oh, I remember now. My options. Is this Tom Petty free falling? No, but the the chord (laughs) structure is almost very similar. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not crazy. I, I know I've never heard this song in my life. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, no, this one's a left. This is a left turn for me as well. 
I've at least heard Salisbury Hill. <laughs> oh. Wow. See, so much lead in. Yeah, there's like 24 <laughs> beats before there's anything a lot happens. Of just us anticipating the singer. My mom would love this song. <laughs> Steve Winwood? No. No. I don't feel good about that. This is <laughs> this is Phil Collins. <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go with Phil Collins too. I think it's Phil Collins. It's Mr. Steve Winwood. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. solidifies my theory that they're all the same person. They're to all you. The fact that we are doing so badly in this game and I, at the very Maybe, least Are you coming onto my team now? That they're all the same I've person? I always was on your team, <laughs> but it's getting more I'm getting Song I, number I, four. I, I, feel like I, know Pe- I feel like I know Peter Gabriel pretty well and I'm wrong now. <laughs> 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 <sighs> so much drinking. <laughs> sting! Sting. This is Sting. Okay, yeah, sure. This is Sting. Okay, good team effort. Well done, Sting. <laughs> yeah, we got one. And this is, this is Sting without the police. Sure. All I right. knew that. <laughs> you ready? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, please. <clears throat> Oh, Jesus. It's probably Phil Collins, because people hate Phil Collins, and this song sounds awful already. Yeah. Yeah. It's Phil Collins. Yes. This is Phil Collins. I will concede the point, but can you tell me, is it Solo or Genesis? Oh, no. No, I don't know that. (laughs) I'm going to go Solo. It is 1983. Land of Confusion. Genesis. (laughs) Land of confusion is where I live when it comes to these people. (laughs) All right. One more. One more. Here we go. Have we really done 10? No. Do you want to do all 10? Kind. Well, yeah. Yeah, I I do. I do. Wait, here's some synthesizer. Oh, it's probably for that Peter Wait, we haven't ass. we have haven't had synthesizer up until this point. I would say Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins. I, I feel like is there someone again, I haven't all, listened to? I don't know what you haven't started calling him Peter Collins. <laughs> oh my god, Phil that Gabriel. Make, that that guy does my taxes. That would make life so easy. Ooh, you guys want to put on some roller skates? I Ooh. I only say that because I know no, I roller skated to this song. It does feel a little <laughs> bit like. We're about to slow down. Oh, oh. oh, it picks up. Is this Kenny G? No. What? Is this Michael Bolton? I will. Are you sure this, this isn't Michael Bolton? This has got to be Steve Winwood. <laughs> Are we sure this isn't Michael Bolton? <laughs> I'm going to go with Steve Winwood on this one. When a man loves a woman? No? Fuck you guys. This is Michael Bolton. <laughs> okay, wait. No, I'll give you a real answer. You want to wait for the hook? Yeah. Is this Steve Winwood? Here it is. Is this Steve Winwood? It is. Yay! Yeah! So Steve Winwood sounds more Michael Boltony than Phil Collins and Peter Gabrielly. You're learning. 
I'm learning. I'm learning. I am learning the most irrelevant skill I've ever learned in my life, (laughs) which is how to differentiate these friggin' people. Okay. All right. Go on. One. Let's do one more. One more. Okay. One more is good. (laughs) I feel like I've heard this song. Is this on the Ferris Bueller soundtrack? No. Was this on the Breakfast Club soundtrack? No, but they danced very similarly. I will tell you, I was going to say, I'm about to, I feel like the... I'm about to dance to this song. Is this Phil Collins? I'm going to give you the point without Meredith. That is a spot-on correct answer. I was going to say I was gonna say Phil Collins. Did I get so. Phil Collins? I will finish my drink if you can tell me if this is Solo or Genesis. Solo. Genesis. But I... There's not a. <laughs> There's not a consensus. I think it's Genesis. Solo. Solo. So- Solo. Solo. Right, I'll go with Solo. Meredith. Solo. Turn it up. It's Solo. Drink. Yeah, we've somehow Woo! got Jack. We somehow got Jack to drink his whole drink, even though we got a lot of things wrong. <laughs> You guys, I never I said... I agree with you on all of the other ones. It's not ones. like I work for Pitchfork. It's not like I'm some kind of music aficionado. I just don't understand the difference in a lot of these songs. They all sound exactly the same to me. Do you have six hours? We can sit down and go over it. No, I don't. We got about, My time is we up. We got about 25 minutes. My right. time to, is up. So, I just... Let's, real quick, before we get into John Wick. Yeah. Go around... And say a uh, podcast memory. Okay, I'm Just into that. Real quick. Okay. Um. I I. You're going first, apparently. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry. What is it, Meredith? Um. I will never forget our first episode ever. Why? Well, because one. We we went and saw there will be drunk there will be drunk there will be drunk there will be drunk uh, there will be blood I, I can't apparently say there will be blood anymore I have to say there will be drinking I we saw there will be blood at Nighthawk which that still is the only time I've been to Nighthawk so we should go we should go back again then. yeah um uh we had a brunch we saw that we got fancy cheese we came home we made really good drinks mm-hmm. and we all got wasted and then i saw the most epic fight of my life mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> between you two recorded for our taping and listening pleasure oh, it you lives guys, in posterity it lives in posterity oh, yeah, you, you guys should go back and listen to it that's very edited that it got much more heated than what you could hear but i highly recommend going back and listening because we've come a long fucking way Mm -hmm. our podcast is tight compared to that Mm -hmm. (laughs) with a capital i yeah i I mean how do you feel as a guest who was on that first episode also our game of thrones episode was actually very organized it was uh but not even as organized as this episode so how do you feel well i'm happy to be back thank you oh we were really happy, happy to have you back um i often am wrong in the fights that i have with kate no, you, no nope. you're not no 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 oh, okay no, all right no, no, no. So, okay yeah you're, let sorry, him finish sorry, sorry, let sorry. him finish I'm not but <laughs> the recording will show oh i was so wrong in that fight your honor oh i was totally wrong 
That's fine. No, it's cool. I'm not going to give in to when I was recorded. No, well, that's okay. It's just the only recorded fight that you and I have. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I was caught on <laughs> and tape. It's actually funny. It's like, uh, Your Honor, let's go to the tape. <laughs> Fun. That was, yeah, it was a good time. Um, I would say, I think my favorite podcast memory, and this is only something that I like. Like, it's definitely not something that anybody else enjoys. But but it's in the spirit of There Will Be Drinking. It's in the spirit that we drink while we're doing this. And that I have been to maybe four, maybe three or four movies um, the day after a night of drinking. You and I will go. Me, me and Meredith will go at like 11 a.m. And I'll take like a 20-minute nap in the middle of a movie she, <laughs> because she I'm does. hungover. She definitely does. Well, and also like and you- then we'll record about that movie the same day. And then I'll listen to our podcast and I really enjoy it. And I'm like, feel like I've got a really, really good view of the movie that we saw and talked about. And then months will go by and I'll watch the movie and I'll go, wow, I slept through more than I thought. Full disclosure, I slept through maybe 45 minutes of Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> That's fine. So I wanted to share that as, as a piece of our podcast. Um, Jack, what do you bring to the table for us? So I just had the, <clears throat> excuse me. The rest of your drink. The rest of my drink. The brandied cherry. Yeah. That was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It's, oh, it's the best really part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a real so tasty treat. It, that might have been. <laughs> your <yeah>. favorite memory. <laughs> uh, somebody, can I get sentimental? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We love that. Please do. In the spirit of, of, I, of listen, Disney I movies. get emotional about our podcast like all the time. You call it a pod baby. I call it a pod baby. You do refer to it as a baby yeah. that came out of your alien podcast I mean, we vagina. We work really hard on this. We do, and that is true. So, as most people know who listen, Kate is my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am your husband. That happened. I think so. they know that. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? There's some, there's some that don't, and that's fine. So I, I often watch you two do your recording, and my favorite memory is actually a string of memories of of you two watching Twin Peaks or watching a ridiculous movie or rewatching something, and the two of you laughing at the absurdity of some of these shows or the ridiculousness or the sometimes beauty of some of these shows. And it just warms my cockles. Oh, your cockles! Really I wanted nice. to say cockles. The cock, like I think cockles are like like crevices of my heart. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if, what if you have one cockle? Co- yeah, I don't know. No, it's still cockle. <laughs> you can't drop the l e. You can't go to cock. You can't warm my cock. <laughs> I can. Hey. Legally, I'm allowed. I. That is really. What does legality have to do with you? Never. Okay. That is. I just put it in the microwave. Oh God. (laughs) Give me a dad joke, Tally. (laughs) Give it to me. A dad joke. Welcome to Rome. Is this a formal event or a social affair? Social. How many buttons? Two. And what style? Tactical. Mr. Wick, do enjoy your party. So guys, we watched the second installment of this movie series with the man 
Not just any man. No, no, no. This is this is the movie that brought him to my sex pyramid. Yeah. I was with you when you said this out loud. Yeah, I was. I, was I need to start fucking mercenaries <laughs> verbatim. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start fucking Jesus. mercenaries. Jesus, Meredith. That sounds right. <laughs> no, it sounds a, which does sounds make like sense. A good because time of so often many Tom Hardy plays mercenary. Oh yes, Keanu Reeves plays a mercenary. Um, but I also have Obama. I mean, he's a chill dude. Have who you seen him use a drone? You know what? Actually, who oh. knows what he does? He, Sorry, who knows what? He's the type of person I think that probably has a very privately and private and freaky free time. <laughs> he wears the hell out of that leather jacket. You seen that shit? Yeah, I saw it. He's so hot. Um, <laughs> I watch. You guys, how many times did you guys watch this first movie? The first movie I've watched four times. I've seen it six times. I've only seen it once, but I did. It's a perfect movie. Heard it twice (laughs) (laughs) because the first time I watched the first two minutes, and then the dog died in the first movie, and so I was like, "Mm, "It's nap time for Caitlin. I don't like movies where dog dies." (laughs) But I couldn't fall asleep, so I just listened to the rest of the movie with my eyes closed. And I got to tell you, lots of gunshots, no talking. Yes, there is a lot of that. Um, what else is there to learn from the first movie? Well. Kate, I mean, I feel like we've mentioned it on this show, but I, I want to explicitly say that Jack and I's thing is action movies. It is. <laughs> it's literally. Oh, yeah. You guys watch it when I'm gone. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. Um, and Can Jack, we quickly go through? Um, well, Started with? Uh, the Gerard Butler canon. Yes. Then um, then the Nick Cage canon. We have just started the Jason Statham canon. Yes. Uh, we've also we we've started pro- with Death Race, by the way. Yeah, we amazing started with- movie. Um, so actually, this is a good moment to just mention. I think Caitlin and I are going to start producing movie reviews. And yeah, I'm based gonna- on movies that we love and or hate. And since action movies are Jack and I's thing. And it's something we spend a lot of hours doing. I'm going to start writing action movie reviews. So look out for that. I think it's going to be Transporter. I hope the first one I do. Transporter. Cool. That's my request. So I, I do really love that you said that John Wick is a perfect movie. That's a John Wick. First, the first one is a great movie. The first movie. one is okay. it. It it really in my eyes it is a perfect no. movie and there's only a couple of other movies there's Back to the Future one which is regarded as a perfect movie thank you Seth Rogen there is um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure Pee Wee's Big Adventure is one of the other ones that's Are we regarded about as a perfect the, movie the, the the reference of making it perfect is based on its screenplay yes. That it's it's almost airtight, and then the as plot holes the are so negligible that it does not take away. I feel away. like Get Out is like that too. Get Out I mean, is definitely like Get that. Out, which you should see. Jack is yeah. a, is an airtight screenplay. Yeah. I think yeah, I think anything that that so just like all of these movies we're mentioning, they're very concise in their writing. They're short. They're not overly long. The editing is perfect, and. There's not too much exposition ever to explain what is happening in a scene. And John Wick is the perfect example of that. The yeah. perfect example. Yeah, you we don't have to know what's going on. They're ne- they're never once explain the world of John Wick. No, they but don't you, have to. Yeah. With with subtle scenes and cues and and actions, you understand his whole world and his whole career and the fact that everyone's terrified of him, mm-hmm. that he is this, he's the boogeyman. 
as they say. Baba Yaga. Um, Well, okay. Well, let's talk into John Wick 2 then. Can we do, let's do a quick round of uh, Impressions Impressions Corner. Not just for money. You can also have your say with Impressions. Van got out of here. (laughs) Uh, Guest first. Always guest first. Or we're saying that now. (laughs) We're saying that now. We did. That's how, that's how we feel. Uh, my impression of this movie was it was not as perfect in the way that we just described John Wick One. It was not as perfect, but it did not degrade the overall character that is John Wick. The franchise. Uh, that yeah, the franchise, and then much in well, the way well, that, eventually because it's going to be a franchise. Yeah, and then if you're, I think much in the way that there's Armageddon and Deep Impact, there is John Wick and Jack Reacher. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Jack Reacher is a fucking punk <laughs> compared to John Wick. Yeah. So that's that's how I've built my impression on this. Is could John Wick take Jack Reacher? And I'm like, any fucking day. Yeah. Well, okay. Question. Could John Wick take other versions of Keanu Reeves' action characters? You mean Johnny Utah? No, no, no. Not just that. Um, oh, I just wanted to say Johnny Utah. Yeah, no, Johnny Utah. <laughs> uh, Constantine? Um, Neo? Like, who, who would well, win? Well, nobody can take Neo because he can bend physics. Or just spoons. I I don't know. Neil could I, dodge bullets. I John think, Wick, I think pretty much, be, John think, Wick's only skill is bullets. I think it would be and a pencils. tight. I think it would be. <laughs> I think it would He's be. He's good with forms of lead. <laughs> oh, put it on the fucking list. <laughs> I think it still would be a good fight between the two of them, at least. But I agree. I do think Mio would probably win. But Just it's based the on fact, magical realism. Fucking Keanu Reeves. You are a perfect action star. So good. Go ahead. Finish. Yes. Are you done? No. No. Go, go, I mean, go. I, I mean, yes, I'm essentially done. <laughs> go, no, finish your With my assessment of the movie. Um, I, there were a couple of areas that I felt the movie is 20 minutes longer than it needed to be. But, I, you know, who am I? Uh, but at the same time, I think the... Uh, the story was really well drawn out. This is their, you know, Empire Strikes Back to set up the third, and then hopefully that's done, and this doesn't turn into a shitty Expendables kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, uh, I'm still fucking scared of John Wick. Mm. If I put myself in that world, also I want to work at that hotel. Yes. How do you get jobs there? I yeah. I would fucking love that. I'd happily as well. be a bellboy collecting gold coins. I would do anything coins. there. We'll talk about the currency later. <laughs> I'm assuming. Can we talk about the currency later? But of course. Anyway, well, um, I would. Yeah, I'd be a bellboy. You go. You go next. Kate. Okay. So, did I like this movie? Yeah. Oh, is that a question? <laughs> did I have a good time watching this movie? Yeah, I had a blast. Um, do I think that it is a wonderful expression of film, um, art? No, not really. Actually, no, that's not true. Cause it was shot really, really, really well. It's very pretty. Um, I wasn't, I just don't like action movies. I think as much as you guys, <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was really fun. Um, I, I, it's parts of it were a little too violent for me and I had to close my eyes cause I'm a wussy wuss. Um, I my, I think my favorite part of this movie is that he kept reloading his gun all the time, and then he's so awkward. 
it he just kind of like like normally like a um when you have an like a an assassin or like a special ops trained or when i think of like uh when i think of gerard butler coming into a room with his gun pointed right he's got both hands on his gun he's coming into a room he's trying to be quiet quiet he like blip, kind of like crouches down and just slides across the floor with his legs but keanu reeves like lumbers like bum, 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 he's bum. very he's so awkward i think i said to that to you when you and i watched the first film together yeah my my fourth time and you watched it your first time um, I said, I'm like, he's so jerky in his movements. He kind of like, he's like a he re- seems erratic, you know, kind of like a robot um, or, or just, but not, he, he's very good at martial arts and stunts. He clearly still has a stunt double, but he's doing a lot of his own stunts in these, in these films. Right. But he's very erratic in his movement. It's not very smooth, like, like martial arts. That's what I just said. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, I'm just saying I, I did, I just am agreeing with you. Sorry. Yeah. I wasn't trying to. No, me. it's cool. It, but it just looks like he is like a, a retired NFL player who had a real bad knee injury. <laughs> yeah. That's how he walks. He, yeah. And no, I find weird. that very endearing in his yeah. performance. And I I'm love f- that you picked up that he kept reloading his gun. That's one of the things I hate about action movies is they it never seems really like they gun. have a 40-round clip in their handgun, yeah. which is not possible. It seems like he was changing every 10 to 15 rounds, which is – very realistic. And the amount that he reloads, when he, when he does reload his gun, it's very jarring to reality because yeah. you get this moment of like, fuck, he's got to reload. I imagine well, myself he- being, well, you know, thinking myself being a an action star in my, my five foot seven stature. Um, You're taller than Tom Cruise. By half an inch. <laughs> but I imagine myself going, oh, fuck. And then flowing my hair back and then throwing my coat off to the side <laughs> and then pulling out my clip and going, wait, guys, hold on. Click. And then bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they flow. <laughs> ridiculous. They flow, yeah. they flow the choreography of the reload into the action scenes seamlessly. And it's like the one time where he had to like, he reloaded and then had to turn the gun and, and then cock it. Mm-hmm. It was just like. Like where he like lifted the gun and changed his grip, it was Mm -hmm. that was amazing. But yeah, you're total. You're totally right. Like every every choreographed scene is based in reality, not just the not just the reloading scenes. Like they they really try to make this whole world seem like it actually exists in our own world. I believe the rules that they create. Oh, totally. I believe it one thousand percent. I do think. I do think. Um. even as someone who's not a huge fan of action movies, I think that this is a new template for the way action movies should be in the future. There, there are videos, YouTube, or, or maybe it was behind the scenes or something like that, so like special extras uh, they have in the movies, of him, he still goes out and does uh, field training, FBI, Quantico-type field training with I believe, guns. yeah. And target practice... Uh, you know, moving targets mm-hmm. uh, type stuff, and he's just spot on. Uh, I mean, he's for his lumbering as he is, he's a machine. He for is for sure. Yeah. Have you yeah, seen? Yeah, he's his very IMDb? well calculated. Oh, diff- oh, you mean with a gun? I thought you meant, <laughs> I mean, I thought you meant with putting out movies. <laughs> no, that, no, I, no. Did I sent you that Vox uh, article that Keanu Reeves is the perfect action star. He's phenomenal. I love him. Sorry, Bruce Willis. Sorry, Tom yeah. Cruise. I. I I honestly, I and I truly believe that too because he, I think he brings a lot of, not, like it, it said it basically 
that Keanu, that, that article you sent us is basically that, that Keanu Reeves is a Blake canvas and he can pretty much mold yeah. to whatever art or, or script or story he is given. He's not Al Pacino, but he immerses himself but he's in the also, action star. Yeah. And yeah. he's very charismatic. Like he truly, he just brings this certain amount of charm that you just, and, and and I think I think it's just that he really you can tell that he cares about a movie even if you don't believe him as a full character you can believe him as a human caring about a film and you just you just believe it like I don't know what it is it's just like you believe him on screen and I and like even in this film for instance John Wick is the boogeyman like the most terrifying person that Bobby there could Edgar. be John Keanu Reeves is not really the scariest actor out in the world but for some reason because he believes it so much i believe it like it's just like he he i mean there are parts of this movie that are a little bit silly right yeah and he still nailed he yeah he's 100 percent invested he's committed emotionally invested in yeah, everything exactly um i think that's just yeah. like that's why i love him so much too it's, it's like, so easy to watch you believe, that you believe he's just such a good person as a as an act like mm-hmm. as a human mm-hmm. <laughs> i love him <laughs> I there there is one thing um though in the di- the part I mean some of the dialogue in the second movie was a little bit lacking cuz you're right it was too long. And there's also the part that I think bothered me the most other than the subways going to all the, the wrong geography, places. The geography. Other than the geography. Ge- other than that, another thing that bothered me is the amount of um gun talk in the sense that I um, I wrote down is the NRA sponsoring this movie? Because every time there was a point where he like went to go get guns, he was using like the privileges of being an assassin. The, he, you mean that really uh, awesome montage? He called it a sommelier. He the asked sommelier. the sommelier. So, sommelier he, for yeah, guns. So, yeah. He well, asked if the sommelier right. was. In, I know, in and the that's house cool, and, then and that's cool. Guns. And I appreciate that. Like, if you're an assassin, you're an expert on guns. But we didn't need a three minute explanation about guns. Like, as dialogue, it was a waste of time. As a script, it was a waste of time as as a human being watching a movie i'm never gonna hold an assault rifle myself do i need to have a full-on conversation in movies I about it i actually appreciate really like the scene. Uh, yeah the uh i'm looking I for hated something it, more but I just robust think, i think that i, I think, enjoyed that no well, i think it's I just think, catering to like a, a an audience of people who are fucking well, I, gun people. I agree no, with you i don't think it's I just still didn't i don't think it's it. just catering to an to um an audience of gun people though. I think that that's, that's just way action movies are as far as it's the prep, right? Before the big action scene. It's also relevant. Believing that. So we're, so by him preparing, we can believe that he is capable of, I don't know. There was a lot of verbiage about the the specifications and the make of every single gun. And this, and actually a lot of this movie does feel kind of like a video game and that's still relevant in the world of video games. The action scenes totally do. Yeah. So like, like getting, you know, gun and equipment. Yeah. That, that fits into the world of video games. I just, me personally, it bothers me because I feel like I've spent four minutes watching uh, an infomercial for a gun. No, I, I get what you're saying there. I just mean more like, I feel like it's not out of the realm of action movies in general. No, of course not. So that's but that's why, why I don't watch action movies. So that's so my criticism. I think, so yeah. I feel I I didn't it didn't feel foreign. It felt like it was normal to be sure. for where where we were in the story sure, 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 at sure. that time. So yeah, I mean, I'm just, I just, if we're gonna clean up the script on the second one, we can take that whole thing I out. I really like. I did think scene. the sommelier was the whole reference of him being a sommelier was clever. I re- yeah, I, I just really, it could have been shortened. I just really like that, and I, 
I also really loved the suit maker. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed the suit maker. Yeah. <laughs> they dress him so well. They dress they him just, really well. And it's th- I need one for day <laughs> and for night. <laughs> and, that, and that's what I also love about like uh, the first movie and the second movie is that the dialogue is so concise. And as far as them, and especially in that scene, they 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 basically he's ordering a suit that is bulletproof, um, but with like such little dialogue. Like he's just like, I need a day and a night suit. He's like, what kind of action? Like he doesn't even. Ev- they don't ever explicitly Tactical. say. They don't even explicitly say at one point that this is for I need a, a body armor suit. That's one just, of my favorite parts. Was the body armor suit in the first movie? No. No. Okay, okay. This is the second movie. But yeah. The um the tactical aspect. So he's right. he's down in the catacombs. Right. He gets shot in the chest for the right. first time. He you know, it's it's us as an audience seeing holy shit. He shot this right now. this Kevlar woven whatever in the suit, whatever actually works. And then he slaps his stomach and then all of the the, the shrapnel and the bullets fall down. <gasps> okay. That was a detail of the movie. I absolutely yeah, loved no, it so was fantastic i do want to talk about um when we talk about guns and gunshots and and shrapnel and all that and especially that part makes me think of the sound engineering in this movie is fucking phenomenal he'll be in one room made like shooting the gun and then move through a door to a next room and the sound of the gunshots changes slightly yeah because he's in a different yeah. room the acoustics the the yeah. sound engineering the sound of the shrapnel falling off of him the sound of like the breaths during the fighting is just fucking per- the way this movie is shot and the way this movie is recorded audio wise is f- just with like precision. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I I think that's a good point. I mean, I that it is totally true because there's one a deaf assassin in this group. Yeah, that was, was I was a little weirded out by that. Yeah. Was weird. Ruby Rose, played right. by Ruby I Rose. I do awesome. love Ruby Rose. So so it's more in so so as far as sound editing goes, like as adding that extra layer. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, I I found out when I was researching this film, the director, his primary career before John Wick, like the original John Wick, was stunt choreography and being a stunt double that and makes he, sense and he was a stunt double specifically for keanu reeves in the matrix series hmm. constantine it makes um, a lot of sense so yeah. it makes a lot of sense exactly so he so the way that the camera itself moves and the action scenes move it really is somebody who understands how the body moves itself yeah well, that so, feels right yeah right like it's very fluid and natural and it's just it's fucking gorgeous and um like on like just the editing of the scenes are just they're just gorgeous and i think that that yeah specifically the edit the editing of the sound mixing in addition to the soundtrack it's always very loud and alert and very intense it's always electronic music but it it fits the it fits the it yeah. fits the the uh, aesthetic and the culture of this group mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. who are all like either, you know, it's basically mob. Like, I, I would assume that the next movie is going to be based around Chinese, probably gangsters. I don't know. Got I feel like we follow that, the canon of Fast and the Furious. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the first, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, the first one is all Russian. This one's mostly Italian 
mobsters. Yeah, there's but there's something that I think this world is moving outside of the mob because at the end of this movie we have the whole issue with the Continental Hotel and then there's um uh who's the guy who plays Morpheus? Lawrence Fishburne. It has mm-hmm. to do with like the rogue Continental assassins. So I think we're moving away from the well, mob. Thing. The Continental is actually I think the government of this of the assassins. Yeah, I think I that's would say the, the governing UN. body. They're, okay. But also, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Kind they're, of a protective body that, that still one. is interwoven. Sorry, priv- not yeah, to get yeah, into the yeah, yeah. The, a governmental body of some they are, kind. Yeah, they are That's, a governing I mean, I didn't body say that has. But I think I think Lawrence Fishburne's group is like the rogue version. Yeah, um, they're they're they're. I, but I also think that the Lawrence Fishburne version is really just an adjacent of say the Russian version. It's just its own mob. It's yeah, not. It's not really yeah. in rogue to the Continental. The Continental is God. Whereas yeah, but, the but at the end is, of this movie, the high table, the high table is, is the end all be all, and then the continental. I think, is, I, think yeah. I, I think they're they're kind of part and partial. They're 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 to get like they're still they're two different types of governments. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but mobs live within the real world. Mobs are motivated by crime and money. Yeah, the continental, the high table, the guild of assassins. This is a totally different realm. But yeah. I think that the the gangs. So the gangs are motivated by. Crime, action, fame, glory, whatever, but but they work within those governments. Like they respect those pow- the powers of those things. I sure, but I'm saying I'm saying John Wick, the character that we're following into yes. the third movie. Yeah, um, good storytelling is going to move higher, higher up stakes. And going to another mob is not a higher stake. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you're right. He's going to be. Think basically- he, I think based on the end of this movie, he's going to war with the Continental. Yes. Oh, it's, He's going yeah. to war with the high it's table. All out. I actually thought I thought the mob representation of this these movies have been like great. They've been good, yeah. I actually didn't. Because they've been so minor. Yeah. You, you watch movies like um uh like Boondock Saints. Right. And it's straight Italian, straight a Russian, yeah. straight Russian Irish too. Irish mm-hmm. uh m- mobsters and it's right out of you know, the Scorsese books kind right. of thing. Uh, Goodfellas and and uh, Reservoir Dogs, um, but then I there's obviously a, a, an underbelly across the globe. There's a governing body. There's all all of these things. There's a part of the world that we don't know as common citizens, kind of thing. And I felt that the the universe that they created was so subtle. The nuances that they did, the you know the the, the rules that the continental and and uh, that this is an interconnected set of hotels, kind of thing. That wasn't, you mentioned this, that they didn't push it so hard that it felt like they were trying to um, overcompensate. Uh, and that's one of culturally, the- Culturally, th- you mean? Culturally, yeah. yeah. They were creating well, this- their own I- environment, their own universe, their own culture. Well, I think the, the the inception of the continental itself is like a commentary on globalization in the sense that like the fact that there's so many continentals all over the world and it, it basically binds this assassin mercenary network together yeah. in the sense they're they all while they all have their own allies and their own groups that they are are 
they're all working within the same world. Mm-hmm. I, I think I actually would see this movie. It is an action movie, but I would see it less as a mob movie and more as fantasy. Yeah. Because oh, these are definitely, I, I totally is, agree with you. Yeah. This that. is an alternate world. This is like a vampire wizard type shit yes. living within our world. Yes. This is a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's oh, a, entirely. it's a, it's like a, it's a totally, yeah. It's a dimension on top of our world. Exactly. I totally, yeah, exactly. I agree with you a hundred percent. So like putting it within the same, um, I think mob affiliation is a crossover into the real world, but it's not the same as integrating it fully into the mob world. I think Which it makes sense. I think the I think yeah. having the mobs in the movie is really just an access point for for people who are watching it to kind of understand, like to easier under to much more easier. Easily well, there's understand. a reason for why the assassins exist. That's that's instead what I, of just assassins like going around killing I, yeah. people, they should be. They're 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 made for money. That's what I. That's what I. Exactly what I mean. It's just like it's it's an easy access point for you to understand this story. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like it's something you've seen before. It's something you even if you've never if you're not in a mob or don't I don't know friends of a mob. You've seen plenty of mob movies and you understand where the story where. The world is kind of based on, but I agree with you that this world is is totally fantasy, which is what I love about it because it's so it it takes so little to for you to explain it. It's just so yeah. beautiful, and the way the way it's shot and the way it's told does feel. God, I don't want to say vampire, but it has that kind of like Anne Rice feel to it. Yes. And that makes it like, like when he gets hit by a car and his legs aren't broken, you're like, you know what? I believe it. I feel like real quick before we wrap up this conversation, we should mention the currency of the assassins. The assassin currency. So they apparently have their own gold coin. And they're so like very oftentimes, you know, Keanu Reeves, John Wick, for for some reason would be like, "Hey, are you keen to earn a, earn a coin to somebody?" As far as offering a job to somebody, but it seems like a coin can be translated to many versions of things that you would think be worth okay. be worth okay. more than one coin. Okay, I read an article about the story of John Wick. Okay, and one of the criticisms was yes, that the coin has no exchange rate, so it's hard to tell. What is one coin worth? One Blanton's meat and one cleaned, removed dead body. Yes. Those seem very different. So apparently. $14 apparently across the board. In the world, yeah. apparently in the world of John Wick, as described the, the director, the coin is just a matter of like credit. So there's a point where John Wick comes to see uh was Michael Sheen, Michael Sheehan, Sheehan, Sheehan the Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Wow, shit. There's a there's a point where John goes to see Ian McShane. Yeah. And uh we see this 10 seconds of him reviewing new coins that are going to be put into circulation. Mhm. And it's never discussed. It's obviously for the third movie. There's something going on. Mm-hmm. These coins, like you said, they have no value. They're credit. They're they're worthless except in this environment, this fantasy world, as you described. So now I'm while I'm seeing him pay for a, a, a Blanton's neat, while also paying the 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 cleaner to remove a body. I'm wondering what else is going on with these coins. 
Well, what like, do we think is going on with these coins? Or as that's far just as a like question within that you're wondering. It's just a question floating around in my mind that I have to wait anywhere from twelve to, 12 to eighteen months to figure out. Well, I yeah, you, I I think you're right. There there definitely is like something There's fishy something. as well. Wait as a like minute. There's no reason the to put currency. that in the movie. Do you There's think yeah. the third there. movie is going to be like war between the continental and something that like John Wick heads up? Like John Wick yeah, heads up what, a rogue. That's what I was suggesting. He maybe would like partner with the Chinese mafia. Oh, there why has to wouldn't be a, he partner? There's got to be some sort of like partner. He's got a partner with Wait, somebody. Why yeah. wouldn't he partner with rogue assassins who have had Lauren the same Fishburne? thing that happened to them happen to him? I'm not sure. I don't know. Like why bother going back to the mob when he could partner with he people could who are that. like outcasted assassins? I, I have no idea. I could be anybody. So I don't I don't want to hide. I really like it could be anyone. That's a good that's a good point. It could mm. be them. But I I, have no I would idea. think at this point it's in his best motivation to go to war with the Continental. Because they're against him. They're going to try agree. and kill him. Yeah. Mm, I don't, He's I don't. killing anybody who's coming after him. And it seems like everyone is coming after him. So he's got to take down everyone. And how is he going to do that without friends? So Ian McShane's character, Winston, right? Winston? He's going to yeah. be dead in the so next movie. Winston has given him too many passes. Yeah. Too many no big deals. Well, he shed blood. He did. But on he, the property. Yeah, on, on, the uh, one, on one, property. one thing we didn't mention in this movie... The one rule is you cannot kill someone in the hotel of a continent uh, the, or on, a, uh, on continental, con- continental grounds. grounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a neutral zone. So if you're an assassin, you're trying to kill someone and that person happens to be also staying at the continental, too fucking bad. You're going to have a drink with them. That's and why the, Common and, and Keanu Reeves sit down and have a drink. Shared a, a gin. Forgot to yeah. mention and Common's bourbon. in this film. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think he. there has to be something. He's Unless they have push something. it to four, I gotta hope they don't push it to four movies. Three is a great number, like a pyramid. Yeah, <laughs> and there that there has to be some rub. But Ian McShane, no, there there's no reason why they would put Ian and no, yeah. and, uh, I, I, and Keanu against each other. I think right. so. Sure. sure, no, so, they're definitely they're at war in the next. movie. We forgot to mention, but it's like it's a it's a war that, that they don't want to have. No, they don't. It's, it's like this, this. Too bad. It's like too it's bad. a it's a war on rules. Sometimes you yeah. gotta that's, kill your. Oh, that's so the war is actually on rules, laws, but it's principle on both laws. sides. Oh, Sometimes yeah. you're two oh, men of principle. You can't and see it right now. There's little bits of my brain exploding. That yeah. was just. I see it. Yeah, see no, it, it's yeah. true because it's a so war and also. We forgot to mention that they're actually making a television series, a prequel. That's, I'm, I'm out. Sorry. See you. Bye. They're making a prequel. That's great. They're Thanks. making a prequel for John Wick to kind of like tell his story. The <laughs> and the the one thing that I want to mention real quick, and I we really got to wrap this up, <laughs> is the first film. The he has this whole exposition. With at the end of the movie about how people keep asking how if I am back in the sense that he's back being an assassin. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And then in this movie, he's attempting to not be back. And then he forces himself to be back. Like he is forced back in again. I was like, I thought you already decided you were back. Why is it that you seem conflicted with this? So the ultimate end game of these of this John Wick series is for him to be retired again and like him finding his way to do that. So death. 
I agree yeah, with I you. Agree. I, I agree with the you. End it's got to be him death. dying. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Oh, so God, with that dog-, dog next to him, probably. Oh, oh no. Yeah. What a great so dog. That. He got a, the so his dog. A, his dog. Spoiler alert for all of this. Obviously, we didn't say that in the beginning. But he his dog died in the first film. So he got another dog, this great pit bull in the second movie. Um, Who doesn't die. Doesn't die. Um, but and I, a house explosion. <laughs> so, the, so the t- television series is supposed to be a prequel about John Wick's life before he was married, essentially. I don't need to watch that. I think it would be fun. Not going to watch it. I no, totally I'm not going to watch that. Totally watch I'm it. not. I think Sorry, that's silly. network. I think that's silly. I don't silly. know where I think it would be. I think, I, I think it's like a theory. I, I don't know how much it's anyone that's That's like the first off, three so. Star Wars movies. I don't need it. It's not necessary. Um, I don't need it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. John Wick versus Jar Jar? No. I just mean sometimes <laughs> no, don't. Some, <laughs> sometimes a story that exists in an immediate world where somebody has an established background, the our imaginations are going to build a better background than anybody could ever tell for us. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree with you. I definitely that's agree all. with you on that. That's how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's what I love about this movie. That's exactly, exactly. That's why these movies are great, and that's why that TV show is not going to be amazing. It might be good, but it's not going to be like these movies. I have one problem with the movie. Okay, say it real it's quick. Just, I have a lot. Say the one. <laughs> say <laughs> the one the problem. What? It was a little, little heavy-handed. A little just why? Why didn't they About just what? give the dog a name? Did they have to say? Did they have to? Yeah, I mean, push okay. the fact that he is so emotionally detached. Then the dog what's the dog's have, name? What would you name it? What do you think is an appropriate name for his dog? Carl. I, actually, I love that it was just named Dog. I didn't. I, I, I thought that was the most heavy-handed aspect you of it. You could name it Guy or guy. something Boy, simple. Champ. Boy, Champ. If I had a baby, yeah. I'd probably call it Baby. So, <laughs> so I liked it. Nice. This is oh, why I need to be married to John Wick. Tell me about your beautiful kid. Well, it's named Pod. His name is It. It baby, keeps Pod baby. wanting to eat. All right, guys. Uh, let's wrap this business up. Fuck yes. Everybody, would we all recommend John Wick 2? Yes. Hands motherfucking <laughs> down. All right, great. So uh, tell us your feelings. Uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Feel us your tells. Feel us your tells at, at facebook.com slash TWBD podcast. Like us there. Uh, like us on Facebook. Oh, sorry. No, I've already told you that. You already said like that us, one. Like us you on Twitter that one. and Instagram. Follow us there at TWBDpodcast at Gmail. Uh, sorry. Oh, I'm really rambling. Okay. Follow <laughs> us at TWBDpodcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Email us your feelings at TWBDpodcast at gmail.com. And do rate, not forget to rate and rate, subscribe. Subscribe. And, and follow our uh, Twin Peaks journey. There will be drinking recaps Twin Peaks. Let's let's close out with everybody's numbers. Where are you at on a one to ten of the drunk? I'm a five. I haven't had anything to drink in twelve days. I'm a solid six right now. I'm also a six. All cool. right, guys, great job. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.